0: listening to the Winnipeg Music Project on 101.5 UMFM. This is Ashley Biennage, and today I am here with Ed from Apollo Suns. Hello. Hi. (laughs) So, uh, thank you so much for coming on to the show. Uh, Can you tell me a little bit about yourself? Uh,
1: My name is Ed DeRoche. Uh, I play guitar in um, the instrumental psychedelic jazz rock band Apollo Suns. Uh, yeah, and then I do all these, all the organizing for it, all the boring management stuff behind the scenes, and, uh, yeah, that's, uh, that's a little bit about myself, I guess.
0: Cool. So, um, can you tell me a little bit, a little bit more about Apollo Suns?
1: Uh, yes. People
0: who don't know what it is who are listening?
1: <laughs> Wait, there's people who don't know who we are? That's You so, never know. It's amazing. Yeah. Uh, well, we've been around, uh, officially as Apollo Suns for about three months now. Um, and it kind of got started, um, with, uh, with myself and Dave Gannett, uh, who plays bass, um, but we had this band called Electric Soul for about four years, um, and, uh, yeah, we were doing the whole, like, um, you know, record, play, tour a little bit, uh, and then it kind of, like, um fell apart, like, through member lineup changes, and then us not, um, getting our, uh, business in order, and so we kind of just started jamming with no goals, like, we just, we're experimenting and, um, you know, just trying out new things, and... Um, yeah, we had some really good, uh, players with us. Like, we would set up a show, and then it would just be me and him, and maybe a drummer. And then we would ask all of our friends from the music scene to be like, Hey, who wants to come play this show with us? So, we've had members of, like, um, uh, Little House, uh, Mise Scene, um, Mahogany Frog, uh, Somebody Language, um... Uh, and, and, like, a bunch of others uh, who have come and joined us, like, members from the Family Planners and Attica Riots as well. So, yeah, so we kind of, like, decided that we really enjoyed making instrumental music, so we just uh, went with that. And um, over the last few months, just started uh, getting getting our um, our affairs in order and, like, writing and making plans and gigging and getting our name out there a little bit. So, uh, yeah. So that's pretty much where we, ca- uh, where we came from, came from. Came from yeah. yeah.
0: <laughs> cool. No, that's, yeah. that's really cool. Um, so it's only instrumental music.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Um,
0: and why did you decide to do that?
1: Why? Um, well, uh, in Electric Soul, me and Dave were, uh, were, were the singers, but we weren't, like, lead singers, you know? Like, um, we were, at best, backup singers, but we didn't have a lead singer, so we were like, oh, we can just handle it. And then when that fell apart and we just started, like, jamming and making music with uh, with friends, we, we noticed um, that at shows we were having um, a lot more, like... Um, Uh, Like this connected feeling to each other As well as the audience Like, uh, you know, like people said really good things About Electric Soul And it was really nice But then we started doing the instrumental stuff And like really letting go of any sort of um, Idea of what we had to be To make other people happy Like, Mm -hmm. you know um, Like like with having narratives in the stories uh, Through like Um Lyrics and vocals, we were like, Oh, we can have narratives, we'll just use the melodies we create to kind of inform a story, or like, who knows? So, um, we just felt that we are more comfortable, um, and we could draw a connection more so through instrumental music and uh, using moods and atmospherics, and and um, you know, um, there's still a heavy, um, a heavy aim on uh, on on melody as well, because you know, you need people to. Mm -hmm. have something to hum and hang on to you know so uh, yeah we just have other instruments doing the melody instead of a singer so yeah
0: you find that's easier to write songs
1: uh
0: or I guess it's music it's not but they're not songs they don't have lyrics
1: I oh weird I've I've heard that from a couple people like um um I still think it can be a song uh without Mm -hmm. having lyrics on it like um okay yeah, um, yeah. Um, it's it's interesting because uh, well, that statement just strikes me as interesting because. Uh at our first show we, we had we had a friend come up and be like I didn't really know where the song ended and where the song started because there were there wasn't a set like verse chorus verse chorus bridge whatever and um and I was like oh you like couldn't tell like where 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 the songs were like um, I was like interested in that and um and and to that, I, I kind of said, well, how did you feel? Like like regardless of where you knew where we were in the in this piece of music, um, and uh, he said he felt really good, and I was like, oh, great, awesome. So as as long as we're not making people feel bad with our yeah. uh, lack of of, uh, narratives, uh, in, in our music, but, um,
2: mm-hmm.
1: um, I find it can be hard, like, um, don't get me wrong, like, I really like writing music with lyrics and vocals as well, like, it's really nice, <laughs> um, but I don't find one harder than the other, um, okay. although writing good lyrics is tricky, like, there are, I find there are so many generic, boring lyrics out there that I don't think I can write anything that... Hasn't been already said a million times about, you know... About certain subjects, you know, Love so. or hate or
0: anger. Yeah, yeah, you know, like...
1: Yeah, yeah, there, there are so many love songs out there. I don't even know how people write them anymore, like... Yeah.
0: Yeah, a clever new idea. No, I get that. Yeah. Um, so... That's really interesting. Um, where do you grab your inspiration from when you're writing these songs?
1: Hmm... Well, I guess it's more of, um, like, when I'm writing, um, I want to, I want to give the feeling of, like, just, um, man, that's a really good question.
0: Mm-hmm. No, because I'm just wondering, like, you don't, if you don't, are am really writing lyrics. It's mm-hmm. all about the melody, or at least, like,
1: like oh composition, yeah composition,
0: so every kind of band has a different, like, know, flavor, but, like, a different sound, so, yeah. like, what kind of sounds do you like that you kind of have, um, taken a part of your music, like?
1: Yeah, oh, well, I guess we could, I guess it's kind of like a two-part. Or, all, or just
0: from, like, your head?
1: Oh, like, no one's that original, <laughs> you know, e- even, even the geniuses steal yeah. a little bit, you know, mm-hmm. not that I'm calling myself a genius by any means whatsoever. <laughs> um, but um, I, I guess we could talk about, like, the influences of the bands. Like, we have uh, the band. Like, we really enjoy a lot of, like, jazz mm-hmm. and um, jazz uh, world music, um, like, uh, hip-hop and whatnot. Like, uh, really beat and groove-based stuff. Um, yeah. Uh, but all over the place. Like uh, Like, Dave, the bass player, likes a lot of different music and sometimes I'm really surprised when he's like when he comes to me he's like oh man this is like a great song I'm like really like I can't but like, like he loves the new Kendrick Lamar album or uh, mm-hmm. um, you know to Pimp a Butterfly and I was like I'm really surprised to hear cause, um, cause he loves like you know 60's progressive rock and then like like metal stuff and then I don't know, like all over the place like what? Steely Dan and whatnot. But uh um I, I guess like the the other side of that, like the inspiration side, um I remember um like um sorry this is kind of like a weird way to answer this question, but uh I remember going to like this little house show and it was right before Remembrance Day and um they had odd outfit and Zarata playing <laughs> and um and it was packed. And, um, and, like, the first two bands were great, they, they played great, everyone was into it, and then Little House comes out, and they created this kind of vibe where everyone was dancing, and it, it seemed very communal, and they were kind mm-hmm. of like, you know, the, uh, the uh, ringleaders, but everyone was, like, there were so many smiles on, on, on people's faces, and just everyone was, like, really digging it. And I really like that feeling I got from that, you know, like when yeah. when um, when musicians can really connect with each other, and then they push that out into the audience and to the listener, and then it creates this really nice um, uh, space for people. Uh, that that's what I kind of want to give like to people like all the time with with music. That'd be really nice. Yeah. So. That
0: yeah. Help them connect and kind of just understand what you're you're trying
2: to.
0: Yeah. I understand. I don't need words to explain it. I understand. <laughs> <laughs> yeah.
2: um,
0: so, so you mentioned yourself and the other uh, the bass player. Who are the other two members of your band? There's four of you.
1: Right? Yeah, there is four of us. Um, so myself, uh, Dave Gannett on bass, uh, Ethan McKibben on drums, and Chad Braun. On uh, keyboards, mm-hmm. and uh, we also have like uh, this additional member who joins us for uh, some shows, and it's uh Casimir Gruel. Um, oh yeah, I know. That. I'm trying to like
0: get together with him to do an interview. Yeah, <laughs> yeah,
1: rescheduling. rescheduling. Oh yeah, yeah. He's he's a busy fella. Yeah. But um, yeah. Like his solo stuff is like his his songs on guitar with the band. Uh, for us, he's playing saxophone.
0: Okay. So he's
1: like a really accomplished. Uh, saxophonist. Uh, so is is, is is that the right word?
0: Uh, I I think so. I don't know. Uh, okay. I've only met like three, <laughs> a few more saxophone players in my life. So
1: yeah, I don't know the correct term. Yeah. Anyway, yeah. So he joins us on saxophone, and he'll be joining us for the uh, July second show,
0: mm-hmm.
1: uh, which would be great. It'll be his first show with us. So nice. Yeah.
0: For everyone who's listening, I currently have a cat on my lap. That's why there's meowing going on.
1: Oh, yeah. I yeah, found yes. my
0: new soulmate, so we're just going to spend some time together.
1: Yeah, that's impressive. Uh, <laughs>
0: um, so what... I already asked that. Sorry. Um, what is your musical background? Like, do you have any training or... Um lessons and
1: formal training? That's the word I'm looking for. Uh, I never took any formal, like, schooling. Like, I never went to uh, U of M jazz mm-hmm. or classical. Um, uh, any
0: lessons with, like, a teacher?
1: Uh, he, here and there. Like I, uh, like, I started playing when I was um, 16 or 17. I definitely came late to the game. Like I, like, I noticed a lot of people started, like, it when they were ten. Like, and,
0: three,
1: yeah. Yeah, and I'm like, oh, man, I, like, uh, I'm, like, right behind got everyone. Got some catching
0: up to do. Yeah,
1: yeah, mm-hmm. uh, I guess i got to play all the time now. Yeah. Um, but, um, yeah, so started playing, uh, maybe took a couple lessons, got some guitar books and sheet books, and started learning, like, Rolling Stones and... You know Iron Maiden mm-hmm. licks and all that, and then um, yeah, and then through like jamming and playing with other people, you get a lot of good lessons. And then uh, I've had some informal lessons with uh, with Aaron Shore, who's a guitarist. Uh, oh, yeah, yeah uh, like a really good jazz player. Uh, I usually feel terrible about my playing after a lesson with him, being like, "Oh no, there's so much stuff I don't yeah. know." <laughs> Like, oh, that
0: sounds pretty good. And you go to your lesson, you're like, maybe I shouldn't do this. Maybe I'm not good enough. Yeah. That's how I feel when I go to my lessons.
1: Yeah. <laughs> yeah, like, sometimes there's just that self-doubt that creeps in there. But then, you know, you have your cup of coffee, and you get back to practicing, you're like, no, no, no. no. Like, and you're like,
0: I got this. I,
1: yeah. I can do this. We're, we're I'm good. I'm not
0: that bad of a singer. No, no, that's how I feel every day. When I go to my, my I go to a lesson, hey. I'll be um, like, oh, man, I really suck at it. breath and support. And I'll go home like thinking. I'm, I'm amazing. <laughs> Just kidding, I never think that. But, um, I, I, I find it really interesting that you do instrumental music, but you don't really have you any formal training with theory?
1: Oh, think? yeah, yeah. I have, um, well, not formal. Um, oh, I've like I, I definitely got theory books. Okay. Um, oh, no, 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 like, I I definitely have studied theory and whatnot. I okay. think it'd be really hard to write interesting that's, instrumental that's what music. I was
0: thinking. I was like, how are you, like, if you're doing Instruments of music because usually people who aren't, or but well, I've noticed a trend I can't say usually that people who aren't trained in um, in their instruments or vocal vo- voice or anything, is the music is very lyrically driven mm-hmm. and the music is just accompanying it. A lot of my beginning music was following that, so I thought, and that's why I started getting into songwriting. But uh, now that I've started understanding um, theory, especially with school, learning like. How to like how to create good for strong chord progression and how to embellish it and how to add all these yeah like, and, secondary and primary and,
1: and like how like, to make it like interesting like, like
0: add all these colorful like harmonic stuff yeah like like,
1: like, like anyone can take mm-hmm. like a G D C chord progression yeah. and then write a melody over it but like um, like what's nice about theory is that you can take that same. Uh, chord progression, and then maybe add something a little bit more, like, harmonically pleasing to yeah. give it a little bit more color, you know? Like, mm-hmm. like um... Like, um... I definitely try not to be a snob about theory, but but I think, like, it's really helpful, you know? Like, and it helps you communicate with other musicians who, you know... Understand that kind of stuff. Yeah, yeah, yeah exactly. Um, or, like,
0: how, like, sharing... Like, this is the chord progression, and this, like, this is, like, the, the embellishing chord I use, mm-hmm. which, like, so, because, like, um... When my, my brother now knows, like, some, some of that stuff, so he's learning guitar, mm-hmm. and he's, he's really good at it, actually. He's actually going to be teaching guitar really soon, which is crazy to think. Um, and he, like, he doesn't re- no, understand that, so when I'm, he wants to, like, just play around with the songs that I've played or written, he, like, I tell him the chord progressions, and he understands. understand it, so that there's, like, that way of communication rather than just writing it on sheet music. I used yeah. to be a huge snob for sheet music, I thought. Like, if you can't write sheet music... You're not a real, like a real musician, which was really inappropriate to think because there's so many different.
1: Man, I I wish I could write sheet music like uh, Chad or, or piano player. um, Like he has formal training. Went to uh, Nelson, BC, where the Selkirk School of Music is. Okay. Um, So he's got all formal, like. Knows. Yeah, so, so me and him will sit down, just me and him, and he'll give me a bunch of notes on, like, you know, like, oh, here's um, here's how, like, key changes work in a song, and here are a bunch of examples of how you can mm-hmm. do, change from this key to this key, and it not sound horrible, you know? Yeah. Like, um Like, even, even just stuff like that, um, you know, and, um, you know, he gives me quick, like, lessons. Uh, but yeah, he's got tons, so, um, it's really nice to have him in the group because I can be like, "Hey, we have we have Cass coming in. Do you want to make some chord charts for Cass so he can do his homework, and we don't have to teach him the song from scratch yeah. when new players come in? Because that's the thing, you know. Like we're um, we're, we're trying to work uh, smart, um, like smarter, like not uh, like give people homework." to to do, and, like, uh, everyone has recording software, so Mm -hmm. someone will record, like, the bass, drums, guitar, and keys track, and and, and then we'll send out the demo to everyone, and be like, oh, like, what do you guys think of this basic arrangement, and then we'll get to rehearsals, and be like, okay, like, how do we want to change this, and everyone knows the melodies, great, awesome, so we can just... You know, already okay. have this.
0: Yeah, like have like a structured lesson or practice or jam time so it's yeah. not just like scrambled and put together.
1: Yeah, yeah. That's smart.
0: Has that been working?
1: Uh, so far it has. Um, I mean, we, we've only been t- together with this lineup for about three months and we've got about seven originals and a couple of covers oh. that um, are like pretty different from each other. Nice. So, yeah, it's working out really well. Everyone's pretty professional. Like, there's, there hasn't been any childish attitudes Quirals. or, yeah. yeah, no, no big egos, and,
2: That's good.
1: yeah, yeah, it's nice, so,
0: so you guys are starting to, like, do you, do you feel like you found, like, the sound you're looking for, or are you still kind of experimenting?
1: Uh, I think we're, like, getting close, but the sound I'm looking for in my head is, like, always changing, like, it's, um, yeah, I, I feel like I need, like, five or six different projects to get everything out, yeah. um, yeah. But uh, but it's good. Uh, like it's it's definitely like yeah, it's definitely getting there. Um, yeah, it's uh, it's interesting how like your different days or moods will um, be incorporated into how you play that day or what you write. Mm-hmm. And, you know, sometimes you just want a slow, just very like just a slow. Uh, atmospheric, ambient, just yeah. like, I just want to listen to some peaceful stuff, and then other times, like, no, I want some chaotic, kind uh, of um, like, yeah.
0: yeah. Cool. Yeah. Um, so, because you actually mentioned that, would uh, let's say you're about to sit down and you're going to write a, a piece. What, um, how, how do you kind of get into that zone, or how do you start putting together something?
1: Um... Like, sometimes I'll... Well, I definitely always have a cup of coffee. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know why. Like, I, I never used to drink coffee, but in the last four or five months, I've been, like, definitely, like, a two-cup-per-day type. And usually when I try to write or sit down to practice, I always like to have a cup of coffee because it, uh, it just focuses me a little bit. Yeah. Um, so usually I'll just start with, like, a basic... Kind of melody or riff that I've had in my back pocket for a little bit, and then try to apply um, something new I've learned, and and then just go with that, and then take or take a take a chord structure I've really been liking, and then mess with it a little bit, maybe like put in some some weird out of key chords in there just yeah. to make it, and then and then play that a bunch, and then sing a melody over top that I like, and then figure out on guitar what I'm singing. Mm-hmm. Um and then and then I record uh record the chord progression and then I play the melody over it just to make sure it makes sense and then so sometimes I'll do it like that. Other times it'll just be like a uh <laughs> other times it'll just be like a <laughs> basic um bass riff. I'm like, Oh, yeah. this could be something or mm-hmm. this is a cool chord or this is a cool um I don't know. For, uh, for all the mu- music theory people out there, um, sometimes I like to play like very like uh, modal. Like I'll, okay. I'll, um, I'll take a mode I really like, like like a- I don't
0: know how to write in modes. Like I don't know what it is. It's the only one I've ever written a song in is Mixolydian.
1: Oh I man, that's, that's what I was about to say. Yeah, yeah I, I, so that
0: one's I, the easiest.
1: Yeah, so is it the easiest? I
0: think. Well, I, could, this is, I think it's, oh, the easiest to who's um, yeah.
1: here? That's my roommate Jacques. Hello, Jacques. Hello. This is, uh, for those of you listening, I live with Jacques Rocher, who fronts the band Greek Riots.
0: No way! Yeah, I just entered. Hello. <laughs> hey, buddy.
1: I'm doing that? an interview right now. Yeah. Oh, cool. How's your day? Hot. <laughs> <laughs> yes. <laughs> yeah, it is scorching. Yeah. I'll let you guys get back to okay. it. Yeah, absolutely. Cool. Um, yeah, so, like, um,. Yeah, I really love uh, playing with, with modes and, um, and experimenting with that because, like, uh, uh, before, even a couple years ago, I, I only thought there was minor and major, you know? Like, there was yeah. just minor and major, but then, then you get into the theory and you realize, oh, there are, like, so many more minors yeah. and majors, you know? Like, just that. by changing one note, you know? Yeah, one note. Um, and now you have like from the major, and then you flatten the seventh, and now you've got mixolydian, yeah. and then you know, um, lydian. Yeah, oh, beautiful. Yeah. yeah, I love lydians. Um,
0: um, I'm, I mean, like I don't know much about modes, so we could we could, I mean, you could keep talking, but you're gonna start losing me because I don't know much more about it. Okay. I just know from writing like really basic like homophony in uh, mm-hmm. in theory classes, but that's about it. Um, those of you who are listening are trying to like like, I don't know what they're talking about, let's move on. I don't want to bore you. Oh, yeah, yes. yeah,
1: we could get into music theory and Yeah, that. and then
0: just, like, geek out about it. Anyway, um, you guys are planning to have an upcoming EP in the fall? Yeah. Talk a little bit about that.
1: Yeah, uh, absolutely. Um, so, yeah, so we've been playing over the summer, and we've been doing some demoing, but, um... Yeah, the plan is in the fall to go and find a nice room and, uh, yeah, set up some recording gear and then, yeah, do uh, do an EP, four or five songs, and hopefully release it for next spring. Um, you know, like, t- like, take our time with, uh, with recording and mixing and just make sure it's the best uh, representation that uh, we can have. Um, Mm -hmm. And I also don't want to release it too soon, you know? Like, no one's waiting for an EP from us. It's not like we've got, you know, a record Mm -hmm. label being like, no, we need that out, because that that doesn't happen anymore, so... No. Yeah. No. No. Yeah. Um, And
0: even with an EP release, like... It really
1: doesn't mean anything like, yeah it's it's more of just something to like people to like movie. write write about as well you know like when um, you know it's a good way to get press for the EP release but you know like yeah. you, you can release it time and um, but uh, yeah we definitely want to take our time and even with setting up like promotion and all that yeah. you know because um, a lot of people just release their album and then that's and that's it you know like yeah. Yeah, it doesn't get heard. You know, you didn't contact everyone and their moms about it. You know, like you, no. you know, you got to get the word out there because there's so much, so much stuff out there. So
0: yeah, exactly. It's, it's really um, oversaturated. I uh, that's a word I've been using a lot lately with music it's really unfortunate. Um,
2: mm-hmm.
0: I know I've started looking a lot into EPs and planning on possibly releasing one in the near future, and there's like there's so many ways that you can take it like you can use it like as a way to try to make income which can be challenging if you're not really no. established
1: like no one wants to pay for music no no they, no
0: one wants to pay for like four or five songs in an EP like like um even like a like a 12 song oh yeah
1: album um yeah I was at this Manitoba music meeting cause they have yep. these DIY sessions mm-hmm. and uh there's this lovely fella who whose name I was uh, I'm not gonna repeat he, he's great He's very honest about the music industry. He's like, no one wants to pay ninety-nine cents for a song that they've listened to a hundred times, but they're fine with paying for three hundred dollars headphones.
2: Yeah.
1: Um. And 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 it's a shame, you know. So uh, musicians either like you can do publishing and licensing. It's a good way to get make some money. Um, yeah. There's grants out there that you know if you take the time and build up your your project, the government, and other organizations can give you money.
2: Yeah.
1: Um, or you just have to tour a lot and sell merch. Yeah. Um, yeah. There, there's definitely ways to make a living off music, mm-hmm. but, but but selling an EP is usually not one of them. And
0: I, I I knew um, a person who sold their first EP for fifteen dollars for seven songs people were buying people were buying it to support them like it, yeah. it was a great way to show support and if, if I, my plan or what I've been seeing is a very effective tool is releasing it for free mm-hmm. people can download it for free in exchange for an email address you can have like an, an email list to email people about gigs nice.
2: um, yeah.
0: or, uh, or putting on a band camp and yeah. people naming their price so if they want to support you they can give you money or, um, or they can have it for free and, and you still get the email address
1: yeah and 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 uh, I would totally be fine with that. Um, you know, uh, like yeah, okay, like where you we charge this much or pay what you can on Bandcamp. Um, what's nice about Bandcamp is is that if you've listened to the song like ten times, Bandcamp will send you a notification, being like, "Hey, you've listened to this ten times. You should probably just buy the album now because you seem to enjoy it." Like
0: yeah, oh, I didn't know that.
1: Yeah, yeah. Okay. Um, it's, it's definitely not in those words, but it's more of like a... It's
0: like, hey, you like this band, why not support them?
1: Yeah, so, um... <laughs> yeah, and then maybe they can pay off their bills, at least, from recording this album. Because yeah. it is not cheap to record an album. No. Um...
0: Will you plan on going with a high... Uh, a, like a... Not renowned, but like a, a, a well-established for a recording studio and producer? Or are you just going to find someone cheap?
1: Um... We are. We've been talking to uh, Jordan Waters, who does mobile recording. So he's got really. One second, one second,
0: Okay, keep going. There's a. Um, oh yeah. A police in the background. Yeah,
1: yeah, yeah. <laughs> this, this is going to be.
0: This is going to be a good interview. Yeah.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Um. <laughs>
0: yeah. There's background noise. Anyway, keep going.
1: Um, yeah, so, uh, Jordan has some really lovely equipment that he really knows how to use well. So, we, uh, we've just been in talks with him, so he does mobile recordings, so what we've been kind of thinking is that we can find a really nice sounding room and set up in there, and, uh, uh, it's, it'll be cost effective, like, he's not charging us $50 an hour like a lot of studios will do, um... But, you know, like, there is some cost to go into it. So we just want to, yeah, find a really nice room. Um, But, yeah, he's worked with uh, the Revival, Noble Thieves, and he's on scene. like Like, all of those uh, pipe and hat bands. Um, Because, like, he lives with Tim Jones, who manages those guys. Yeah, and they've been friends for a while. And, um, and, yeah, Jordan's a great guy to work with, too. Like, Mm -hmm. uh, we've had some meetings with him. And I really like the way... um, his ideology towards music as well, like, I really yeah, like, same wavelength it's, like, incredible, like, talking to him, he's very enthusiastic Um, and I can see why those bands would want to work with him, too, you know, like um, so, yeah it's, uh, and and I think he'll be doing some production work, like we, I've kind of been like, hey, if you have an idea for this song that we're not seeing, because, you know, like musicians are so attached to their music you know, like, it's it's like they're babies, mm-hmm. and a producer's nice, because it can be like, that actually doesn't sound that good to me, and it probably doesn't sound that good to other people, but to me, it's like, oh, but it's so how beautiful. Like, like,
0: it's perfect in every way. Yeah,
1: yeah, you know, like, how dare you talk about my baby like that, yeah. you know? so. <laughs> but um, an outside ear is really nice, like, even just sending demos to friends and yeah. being, our, you know, not even friends. Like sending out demos to oh, people you yeah, kind yeah. of respect in the music scene. Like, can you, can you give me an honest opinion about this? Don't tell me it's great. My yeah, mom cool. already told me how yeah, awesome it is. Yeah, you know, I know. Like,
0: it's like, oh, it's so good. I'm so talented. Now tell me what's wrong with it because I'm not going to improve when I'm, if I only hear it's great all the time.
1: Yeah, and yeah. I know it's
0: not great. Or, and I want it to be great greater. Yeah. Sorry, I just totally took off over what you were saying.
1: No, 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 no. That's totally fine. Like Hard times. Yeah. Uh. <laughs> Yeah. I don't
0: care if you think it's good. I want you to think what is not good about it.
1: Yeah, so I can make it better.
0: Exactly. So it can be great next time. Yeah. Or awesome. Or fantastic. Or perfect. Mm-hmm. Um, what was I going to say about that? Uh, no, it's gone. We're just going to move on. <laughs> okay, now <laughs> I remember. Uh, I, all the time. Uh, so we started with a song about like 30 minutes ago. We opened with a song called A Bird to Sing.
1: A Bird to Sing for
0: Sing four, yeah, that's right. I sing four. I didn't finish the words that were written down here. I, I haven't actually heard it yet because it's still getting mixed. Yeah. Uh, tell me a little bit about that song.
1: Uh, let's see. Well, that song started off with just three notes that I really liked together, and then I took those three notes and I was like, how can I build something off this? So, kind of thought of different chords and uh, different moods, and then brought it to the band, and then it changed entirely. Uh, which is anyone who's written music with other people knows will happen.
2: Yeah.
1: Um, unless you tell them exactly what you want. And then even then, it most are you likely... Sure?
0: And it's like, yes. I'm like, well... And then, and then he still gets something different out of it. Yeah,
1: yeah, totally. Mm-hmm. I've
0: tried collaborating a couple times and, like, it's, it's frustrating. Like,
1: it's, yeah.
0: Like, especially if you have an idea in your mind and, like, they're, like people are trying to, like, move off of it.
1: Yeah, and you're like, No, 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 no. Let's, let's That's stay, a good idea, but
0: let's yeah. stay on course. Anyway, so keep going about my birthday for
1: it. Yeah, so um like so far it's like my favorite song that we've written. Um I just really like the melodies a lot and um and uh uh, the the uh, last part of the song Like after it goes to that mellow section And there's a big chord progression And it just builds up Into this wall of sound um, I always like um, I always get really Like I feel it a lot Like when, when those chords come in Because um, it's named for um, It's named for uh, an old friend um, An old friend that I uh, used to have That I don't talk to anymore and uh, And it's like um yeah. Yeah, I, uh, it's it's just for her. Okay. Um yes, and uh, it was always like so whenever I I hear it I'm, I I always think about her and uh, in really nice ways. Um yeah, and, and it always gives me a really nice feeling.
2: Okay.
1: Yeah. I just really like the song. So <laughs> It's
0: it's interesting because there is no lyrics. So it's really yeah. and the great thing about that is people can can relate it to anything they um Yeah, exactly. So that's really cool. Um, I would really like instrumental music to be a bigger thing, like, rather than just, like, and, like, on the top 40, like, it's all pop music with, like, lyrics and singers. Mm. Like, it'd be really cool to have, like, instrumental music getting back in there.
1: I, um, I feel like it's kind of coming back a little bit, um... With
0: With the, like, DJs and the mixing? Um... I don't know, that's mine.
1: Um... Well, like somewhat, uh, I I feel like jazz, although it never went away, is starting to come up into a little bit more, uh, okay, yeah. more predominant, like uh, through like Kamasi Washington, who played with Kendrick Lamar and Flying Lotus, who's playing Jazz Fest this year.
0: Really? No. Yeah. I
1: know that. Um, yeah, uh, and and he's just like killing it, so good. Um, but yeah, I I don't know, like um. Like I, I, think I'm just really hopeful because I'm making instrumental music. Yeah, like
0: fingers uh, crossed.
1: But um, but I think people really, uh, really appreciate it. You know, like um, and uh, are becoming more open to it. I mean, like who, who, who really cares if if a song has lyrics or not? I I feel that everyone can at least relate to the melodies, the the structure, harmon- the the harmonic um qualities of like the of, of the music like 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 why can't you just listen to it and just in like come up with an opinion of what you think of it or just you know put yeah. on a nice mellow instrumental album and take a nap or something in a sunbeam you know like mm-hmm. i i love that you know like
0: yeah yeah you know. cool um, so we are going to have a, a, a song in the middle of this interview. So um, really quick for us, but everyone's going to listen to a song called A Study in Red. And can you tell me a little bit about that song? Uh,
1: yeah, this is my... Um, the Yeah, this actually came out of a, a, a gem. Like, I kind of had this, like, weird picking kind of intro... Uh, very clean guitar-type thing, and it just kind of came out of nowhere, and then we were struggling to write it, but then we we just thought we were overthinking it, so we just, like, let the song... Pretty much how you, you hear it is pretty much how we... It, it came to be, with minor tweaks, you know, yeah. and um, with arrangements and talking about dynamics and whatnot. Um, yeah, and then... So what you hear is kind of, like the first little thoughts, and then we were like, okay, it's good. We, we like it. Good.
0: And that's yeah. just it. And, and, and
1: why the title, A Study in Red? Um, well, well, the intro is very reminiscent of uh, this band called uh, King Crimson, and it's very kind of like 80s era King Crimson, uh, and they have an album called Red. So we kind of wanted to reference like our love for this band, so we just called it A Study in Red. They released an album called Red, and we we're like, oh, okay, we're, it's, yeah. it's kind of like our little nod and, and, and wink to this band that we really appreciate.
0: Cool. Um, Great. Nice. So, we are going to listen to A Study in Red, and when we come back, we'll talk more about the upcoming show at The Handsome Daughter on July 2nd. Mm-hmm. And, um, oh, and then I'll office some more questions. That's really, that's really good. Okay, cool. cool. So, everyone who's listening, this is a Study in Red.